ayam sorcerer, said Nino, to me. Then he turned to his thirteen-year-old son and told him, Look at how people react when I say that. The context. This happened at Nino's. He rented a flat in the village where I lived in the south of France. We had just met for the first time at the bar. I looked like someone who wouldn't say no to a joint, invited me to have one at his place. The year was 1993. I was a bit surprised by Nino's statement. A sorcerer? I was impressed for a moment. Nino came from Sicily. For a living, he prepared pizza in the pizzeria near the campsite of the village. He was a great fan of the teachings of Frank Natale and was trained as an instructor of his results course. The course consisted basically of using visualization techniques to reach your goals and this involved confronting the inner resistances which would necessarily arise in the process. These ideas have been repeated by many people over the centuries in various styles. You work on your mind. You set up a clear intention. You feed the mental images of what it is that you want. And if you do it properly, the desired realities should pop up magically into your life. When the whole universe supports your endeavors, getting what you want becomes easy. It's magic. Nino assured me that it worked wonders for him. He had his own pizzeria in Montelimar when he started applying the methods of the results course to expand his business. It worked so well that he found himself having so much work to do running the pizzeria plus preparing and delivering ever-expanding orders of ready-made Italian meals to supermarkets. It was too much. He realized that this was not the life he wanted at all. He stopped it all suddenly. He lost all the investment and it was not all his money. That's how the ex-owner of a little pizzeria ended up being pizza chef in the village where I lived and we met at the bar. Nino was a wonderful, naive and tender heart with a lot of emotional baggage, like me. Like attracts like, as we say. We started dreaming of the magic and shamanic life together while sending loads of smoke signals. The idea that we create our reality with our thoughts is really not new, but it's always fascinating. There is a Sufi story in which a genie grants three wishes to a dervish. For his first wish, the wise man asks, I want to know what I want. The story is very short because once he knew, once he knew, the man didn't ask for anything else. The stories with genies or fairies granting wishes are very important. If our mind has the power to grant our wishes, the fairy is always there. We are always granted three wishes all the time. All we need to do is to ask. But the great difficulty is to know what we want. 
We are divided. We are full of contradictions. We may want love, but at the same time, we may not want all the difficulties that come with love. Some of these difficulties may be real, others may be just our fears. Still, we believe in our fears. They are also wishes in their own right. Uh, negative wishes, but still they work as wishes. They, they work like wishes. So we want and we don't want at the same time. The fairy has only five minutes. Five minutes later, she's gone, but there will be another fairy. Except that we want no more. We may want success in our career, but then, like Nino, we may realize that we wanted success, but we didn't want all that stress and all that work. So, we may not get success and lament without realizing that our first wish is not success in reality, but rest, and we have it. But now, if we feel guilty inside, we also wish for punishment. It's a negative wish. Guilt is like fear. It works as a wish. So we have rest, but we can't enjoy it because we feel guilty. And that's the best possible compromise that life can provide to grant us all that we are asking for. So let me translate this into astrological concepts. If we say that we create our reality with our thoughts, we are saying that we create reality with Mercury. Actually, the creative power within ourselves is the sun, the central power. Mercury is the thinking mind, but the sun is the thinker. Mercury is the closest planet to the sun. It is full of power and speed. It spins around it very quickly, like a sling. Thought, 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 thought. A little bit further away from the sun comes Venus. Instead of creating with our thoughts, once Venus enters into play, we talk about the law of attraction. We say like attracts like. Mars is not that magical. With Mars, we desire and take action. If a bag full of gold falls from the sky just in front of us, well, we still need to bend over to pick it up. And we do that with the energy of Mars. Sometimes, in spite of the wonderful magical powers of Mercury and Venus, the bag full of gold, or the love of our dream, falls not just in front of us, but just a little bit further away, and we still need to, to do a little something about it. But Mars can also contribute to setting the magic into motion, because actions can speak louder than words. So Mars can help Mercury express what we wish. Trying is asking. Heaven helps those who help themselves, as the proverb goes. But of course, if Mars and Mercury conflict, we may act one way and think differently. Jupiter now. Jupiter and Mercury always work together. With Jupiter, we talk about beliefs, worldviews, about the big picture that we see when we put together all the thoughts that Mercury is constantly churning out. With Mercury, we only think one thought after the other, 
and we don't necessarily realize what kind of tapestry we are weaving and how incoherent it may be. Organizing all our thoughts into a coherent picture is philosophy, and to manifest a coherent life, we need a coherent philosophy. But then, there is Saturn. Venus is the law of attraction, and Saturn is the law of pushing away. It is not a very popular law, but all attractive people know that the more attractive you are, the more you have to push away. If you don't know how to push away, you need to hide or run away. With Saturn, we have defense mechanisms, which are partly conscious and partly not. Saturn has also been called Lord of Karma. We create our reality not only with Mercury, but with all our energies, including deep, heavy Saturn. The way Saturn is set up in our chart shows fears, resistances, guilt, where we push away, consciously or unconsciously, in spite of our desires, because of guilt or fear or karma or whatever. It's a lot of work, at the end of the day, to collect all the psychic bits and pieces of our traumatized selves and bring them all together into the light of consciousness. This is self-knowledge, and self-knowledge is self-love. There is no way around it. So, a fairy is here, and she is granting you three wishes right now. What do you want? And let's not forget the moon, by the way. What do you need as well? I wrote my own Three Wishes story. I met an incredibly beautiful and super attractive fairy one day, but I was not allowed to wish to have her. She didn't want to be granted the fairy. And I didn't know what else I might well want, so I asked, like the Sufi guy in the other story, to know what I could want. That was my first wish, and... ah. Ah, I realized that I wanted to be happy. <laughs> the circumstances were not important. Huh? All I wanted was to be happy. The fairy granted my wish and ooh, I felt happy for no reason. That was great and to some extent uh, this story is true. But to some extent only, I still have some work to do. In my story, the third wish is for you, listener. I wished you remembered that all we really want is to be happy in the light of the Great Spirit. That's because of this third wish that I was turned into a storyteller. Anyway, Nino, I loved this guy. He talked too much, but we became really good friends. When I started living with Francie later, I saw him less. But that's also when he talked to me about people who drank... Uh, particular juice, uh, wine juice, the wine of the dead, of the native of the Amazonian rainforest. The first time I took ayahuasca, who was in France, with people belonging to the church of Santo Daime. 
At that time, there was no legislation on this plant in my country. It was not known yet. The Church of Santo Daime was born in the Amazon in the 19th century when Portuguese missionaries converted to the shamanic practice of drinking ayahuasca, the wine of the dead. They added Catholic songs to the rituals, Christian songs, very catchy songs with hypnotic rhythm and the beauty of the Portuguese language. Nino introduced me to a group of French people who belonged to this church, and, and I decided to experiment, even though I didn't really know what to expect. Ayahuasca is a very, very bitter beverage. Well, I found myself dancing, two steps to the right, two steps to the left, and again and again among French and Italian people, You can imagine the sound of maracas, guitars, the whole group singing, singing together. Search on YouTube, Santo Daime, Oracao, O-R-A-C-A-O. The word means prior in Portuguese, but I don't know how to pronounce Portuguese. So. I started to find that I was very ridiculous dancing like that among these uh, Christian singing people. When I started to feel sick. I felt a little bit like when you have eaten and drunk far too much and your liver isn't happy at all, but you still hope you won't have to throw up. You know, the, the room felt like a merry-go-round. The, the walls weren't as vertical as they should have been. I crouched. Normally, when you eat and drink too much, at some point you vomit and then you feel better. But on that day, vomiting wasn't possible, it didn't happen, and the room felt more and more shaky, the walls were moving, I felt very, very distressed. Some guys helped me lie down in a corner of the room. One was leaning over me, talking some kind of nonsense. Be open to the experience. Accept something entirely new, he was saying. He had short grey hair, a short greyish beard. His presence was better than nothing, but not much more. I felt as if my life, my sense of being myself, so to speak, was being sucked out of me by the top of my head. I felt I was taken out of my body, strongly, violently. I was extremely scared. At the same time, I noticed that I couldn't feel my feet anymore. I couldn't feel my legs, my hips. I was losing control of my body entirely. I was trying to hold on to life like a dying man. I realized that within a few seconds, I wouldn't even be able to cry out for help. So I shouted to the ceiling in an emergency at the top of my lungs. I may, I may not have ever shouted so strongly in my entire life. Or maybe the day I was born. God, 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 who made me, can I trust? Can I trust? After some moments of intense panic, something strange happened. I thought of Francie, my partner, and her little boy, Romain, uh, ten years old, with whom I had a very loving relationship. I had a vision of them in front of my grave, and I felt their pain and it made me feel very sad for them. Without knowing it, without knowing how it happened, 
I had forgotten myself in the middle of the most intense panic. My next words were for them. I'm here to love you. I'm here to love you. The panic had disappeared. I felt extremely good, even though I had no control of my body. The man with the greyish hair and beard was leaning over me. Lying down, I could see his head upside down. He appeared to be as strange and familiar as a dad might be to a newborn who, who still doesn't know this face. The sound of the maracas and the female voices singing were like the presence of a mother a little bit further away. I didn't know how to move my arms and my legs. I felt good. I was like a baby, safe and cared for. A little bit later, I felt cold. I asked for a blanket. A guy told me briskly, You can dance now. I stood up awkwardly, surprised to be able to, and I got back into the dancing square. Two steps to the right, two steps to the left. Repeat. The feeling of ecstasy lasted the entire night and more.